Time to abandon ship. Here we go. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jaja, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey everyone and welcome to the first official episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. We're going to be getting into Vader Immortal Episode 1. It's a VR experience available for Oculus Quest and Rift S. I actually emulated it on my HTC Vive. There is a way to do that and it's been months since it came out. I've been dying to play it, finally got it figured out. I actually explained that to my co-host today. His name is Reed. We got to get to the surface of Tatooine here to meet him in the cantina. So we're going to be chatting with him about that once we get down there. So let's go. Another happy landing. Oh, there he is right there. Hey man, thanks for coming on Star Wars Escape Pod. Uh, it's great to have you. Right on. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's jump into it just because we don't have a whole lot of time here, but uh, have, you, have you done Star Wars VR before? Uh, I think this is my first official Star Wars VR experience. Well, I do remember the one time that you uh, set me up with that Star Wars VR experience, but I think that was... Um, I think you said that was like a beta or something like that. I don't know. So this is probably like my first like solid like what was that? Forty five minutes. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, forty five minutes roughly. So it's like between forty five minutes to an hour, depending on how much you like look around and stuff like that. But you know, you actually grip the controls pretty well. Like for someone who's like <laughs> never done Star Wars VR, like it's it's a bit oh, of a yeah. hack because um, I uh, well for those of you who are listening. Um, I own an HTC Vive and this game has been available for a couple months now. It was released exclusively on Oculus Quest and I've been like itching to play it ever since it's come out. So yeah. Vader Immortal Episode 1, you're in the headset, logo comes up, you hear ominous music, you hear Darth Vader breathing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you kind of know it's on <laughs> like oh, from the get-go. So good, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of like, it fades in and you're in a ship, your ship, you're a smuggler. Uh, your hands are gloved and you have a uh, co-pilot droid sitting like not too far away from you on the right and her name is ZOE3 mm -hmm. and your uh, the huts want their spice back and you have to escape so you jump to hyperspace flick a couple switches and you have some time to look around the ship uh, and then you do some scans and check out the ship damage because there was a bunch of ships like that were firing on your ship yeah. before you jumped in right jumped into hyperspace and uh, anyway, so like when you were looking around the ship and like the first couple times you had to flip switches, like that totally, it totally psyched me out because I didn't realize they would throw me, like give me that kind of control with yeah. so little direction right away. Like, and, and I really liked it that it was just kind of like the, what's your name? Zio or whatever? Like ZOE3? Yeah, ZOE3 yeah, just kind of like said like oh you need to like hit this thing and i'm like looking around like because i'm not familiar with whatever spaceship yeah. this is yeah. and so i'm like what button do i like what do i do and then i like how they uh did the controls too like how you actually have to like reach forward and like push a button yeah or like grab onto a handle and like 
activate the handle and stuff like that and push more buttons or or like i think the first thing you do is like flick a bunch of switches or something like that yeah. like that was really cool like it took me a second to kind of orientate myself and realize that i could interact with the stuff around me mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like you know like a, an environment or whatever like it wasn't just like an inanimate environment that i was in like you can interact with it like that was pretty cool yeah yeah exactly yeah it's 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 kind of weird like when you first start out because uh well especially on the vibe controls because it is emulated so the buttons aren't mapped out to the way they're supposed to be for the game mm-hmm, um yeah. so you know when you when you start figuring out how to get your finger in the right position to like <laughs> yeah. flick those switches on then you know once yeah. you get that figured out then it's like oh i can like point and and you know press things and you know flick things up and grab things because yeah. you have I to think, pull a lever to put yourself into hyperspace and yeah like i think being like getting thrown right into combat and being given like no tutorial like really puts the pressure on you to figure all that yeah. stuff out really really quick yeah, yeah i totally. mean i i like almost never play like vr so i I mean but i picked it up pretty quick okay i was like yep push this do this let's do it let's go oh that yeah and that's you know that's great to know for people who like never played it before but yeah i think the intention with like because i didn't even like tell you what to do most of the time i just kind of left it up to you to figure it out and i think that's most of the fun because it plops you into this into the story like it it puts you in this position for the first time ever like as a user or as a viewer i guess Mm -hmm. uh you get to experience star wars like first person like it's the only time ever where you get like this this real story that's happening and involves you you know you get soaked into it it sucks you in and like like most of the films like you kind of put in the place for the first time of like okay what do i do next right uh, yeah. it, it's just a minimal amount. Like it's very structured to the sense that it, it like drags you along. Well, in the it, it reminded me a lot of like the like now that I think about it, it really reminds me of those like uh, Telltale games and stuff like that. Like oh yeah, the, for sure. Yeah. The uh, like The Walking Dead or something like that, for yeah. example. And I didn't play those games a ton, but I kind of like understood the theme of it. It's like this uh, Vader Immortal was like I way more interactive and like immersive experience than that because like in a lot of those games, right? You're like just going around uh like doing like talking to people and stuff like that and so you're you know you're picking your next thing in dialogue and that kind of thing whereas with this one like you're like you have to push the buttons you gotta like you know or like deflect the the shot like the lasers and stuff like that like you're doing you're doing stuff rather than just like watching some character do it and that kind of thing like that was really cool yeah so um uh let's see where are we um so eventually, after some exploring the ship, um, mm. I noticed that you didn't really pick anything up, like on the off the shelf or anything like that. But when I did it, um, oh yeah, I didn't I see. Found... It. I didn't even realize right away. Mm-hmm. I think it was just slightly because I was still figuring out the uh, the movement a little bit because yeah. the movement on the touchpad, like I didn't realize it was just touch. I didn't have to yeah. click a button. So yeah. like I struggled with that for a little bit, but. Like yeah, like what did you do when you got to interact with us? Um, well, I found I found this this uh, rebel, or I think it was a rebel helmet. It was like a it was like an X wing pilot helmet. Okay, almost. yeah. Uh, and you can actually put it on. Uh, oh what? So, That's yeah, sick. When, when AJ when AJ played the game, he actually like you know put it on and left it on for the, as long as he could. So <laughs> That's uh, awesome. yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it kind of obstructs your view because it, it lets you, it kind of makes you feel like you are wearing the helmet. So it doesn't just yeah. disappear. If you put it on it, yeah. you do get like a cropped field of view mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and it gives you the sense that you're wearing this helmet. So, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. There was like a model of your ship in there. There's like some, weird, yeah, I saw that. um, 
Yeah, there's some weird looking looking things on the shelf. Like yeah, I noticed all those like weird artifacts and stuff yeah, like that. Like I noticed artifacts. the model. Yeah. Like I didn't obviously I didn't realize I could like interact with them or whatever. Yeah. But that was yeah, it was like cool that there was. All yeah, there's stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stuff, it, and it's like it gives you the sense that you're not only just like your average smuggler, but it gives you the sense that you've been in uh, some some places where you've done some uh, possible. Uh, archaeology, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, it gives you the sense that you've dug up some things over the years. You've come across some cool treasures of some kind. So yeah, yeah. So that was that was really interesting. It gives it gives you and your character a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing about this game that really like, or I get this experience or whatever you want to call it. Like, it, um, that's one thing that I noticed really clearly is that it gives you a backstory. Uh, even before you start playing kind of thing. So when you pick up the controls and you're in that story, you really get soaked into the experience of being like, whoa, like, oh, yeah. I've got this history to my character and, like, it's me. <laughs> you know, mm, it's not yeah. somebody else, it's like, me. Cause yeah, I've like, I was zone. interested in learning more about my character or whatever. It wasn't just, yeah. like, some, like, oh, you're just, like, some nameless, like, being or whatever that's, yeah. like, just happens to have all this stuff. Like, there's, yeah, there's a backstory to it. Which yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're in hyperspace and you get yanked out of hyperspace and uh, you're in the cockpit at this point and you're kind of like, you have a very large field of view, like there's a lot of like open windows, which is cool. Um, And uh, you look above your ship and it it's really reminiscent of like the oh, iconic scene from a new hope right 100%. like you get the star destroyer was... just hovering like <laughs> right above your ship just pulling into view right oh yeah the the nostalgia like throttle was like at full like yeah. the whole time i was like this yeah. is so cool because like i think what i loved about it too is like uh, i've played some of those like uh more like space-esque like rpg type games kind of like where you can like uh you know you can interact with your the inside of your ship and stuff like that you can walk around it wherever that kind of thing but it was just so cool to be like at that level of immersion where like where you look is like you know you're not moving like a stick around to look around it's like where i'm looking and so like you're looking up at this awesome ship or like your these fighters are coming in and you're like whoa where are they yeah. or it's like like what's going on right now like it's so cool yeah it's it's really good it, it really like pulls you in at that moment you're like oh i'm in star wars like yes. you see you look up you see the star destroyer and it's a Star Destroyer interdictor. So, do you know what an interdictor is by any chance? The model? Did you watch uh, no. Star Wars Rebels? Uh, no, I never watched any of okay. the Star Wars Rebels. So, the Star Destroyer interdictor is, I think it was introduced in Season 2, Star Wars Rebels, Episode 9. Yeah. And it was a Star Destroyer with almost like a specialized purpose. It's got these bubbles on it. And yeah, I noticed they're that all right like, away. Yeah. yeah, they're all like, mag- uh, I think they work magnetically, but they're basically, they create a field which pulls ships out of hyperspace. So right. it's okay. it's one of the only ships that really does that in in Imperial history, I think, Is and it was introduced <laughs> yeah. in that show. So you get the feeling that right away, and I believe Star Wars Rebels Season 2 takes place like three or four years before Episode 4. Okay. So you kind of get the sense of like when this takes place, yeah. Um, unless unless the Star Destroyer interdictor was perhaps like you know built before we see it in Rebels, I would I would imagine it is because it's a big big ship. But mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah. You you get the sense that it's like okay, you know, 
I'm in this sense, this area of time. Kind yeah, of thing I could kind story. of tell like right away. Like I knew it was like a different, obviously like a different variant to the Star Destroyer, or whatever. And like it had because like the the base, like the legit like Star Destroyers that you see in like Episode Four and stuff like that mm-hmm. are a lot more. I mean, there's still a triangle, but they're more streamlined. If that makes sense, like I could see like the elements because like uh, from some of the other like uh, older Star Wars games I played and stuff like that, like they. Uh, Star Destroyers is like the variants leading up to the kind of iconic Star Destroyer. They have like you know bits and pieces sticking out, like their hull isn't as streamlined in some places. So like you know there's the big uh, orbs or like uh, bubbles almost sticking out on the bottom of the hull, or there's like some panels and fins and stuff like that sticking out from the bottom, just yeah. like extra yeah. stuff that I don't know. I noticed that, but yeah, it's it's uh... it's cool. Yeah, so off the bat, you notice that it's there's not there's something unique about this ship. So yeah. you know, it pulls you out of hyperspace, kind of suspicious. And did you instantly recognize that you were above Mustafar, or did it take a moment? to I think it of... took me a second, just because, like, well, uh, well, I guess my only the last time I saw Mustafar was like, um, like from like a view from space was Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and I, like I thought I remembered it be having like a darker uh like not like ambiance, more clouds but and stuff like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was just like it had a darker look to it I mean granted we were a, a lot like from what I remember like we were you know we're right in orbit above the planet like you're yeah. a lot closer to it than you ever were like in uh, that shot in those, yeah. that, those shots and stuff like that but like once you break well I guess they tell you you're above Mustafar but then I mean, they really didn't need to because once you break that cloud cover and yeah. you come up to the big like monolith or whatever it is, uh, like Darth Vader's like layer kind of, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, you see all the lava rivers. And everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, uh, you're hovering above Mustafar, and Admiral Carius just comes on your t- TV port. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it's worth mentioning the whole game is kind of it's kind of dark. It would be inter- It would be nice it if is they very... for the next one, like or updated the existing one to like be a little brighter. But mm-hmm, yeah. um, so it took me a while when I played it to actually notice that there was a TV display above where your droid is, and uh, <laughs> he's like on the TV there. Yeah. Uh, but I, at first, I thought it was just over the intercom, and this guy named Admiral Carius kind of introduces himself and yeah. says um, uh, something about how he's gonna, you know, they're they're gonna take you down and yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so uh, Tie Fighters escort you to Vader's castle. So you, yeah, you, as you said, like you break through the 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 atmosphere a bit, and you get that atmospheric breaking through effect yep. uh, over the windshield, which is yeah, cool. Re-entry, yeah, reentry, and yeah, reentry effect, and then uh, and then you get pulled into this like massive hangar, and you see like all those stormtroopers just like all over the place. Oh, like, dude, waiting it was for you. so cool. Like, because yeah. that, like, a little bit of nostalgia from that, too, because that's, like, kind of the iconic scene almost from, like, episode four when the Millennium Falcon gets sucked in uh, onto the Death Star or, yeah. or even, like, the Tantive Four right at the start of the movie gets sucked into the Star Destroyer. But that was just so cool because it's, like, you're, you're experiencing it. It's not... You're not watching some other character do it, like, from a distance and stuff like that. You're there. You're in the cockpit and you get to like watch these guys and they're pointing their guns right at you yeah so it's like it's like oh okay like st- like stuff is going down like it, it's awesome like how you're so focal to everything that's going on like, yeah it's pretty awesome yeah and they're trying to get into your ship too because like as soon as you <laughs> yeah as soon as you land your droid kind of goes over to the door and uh this computer terminal pops out 
you got to scan your palm print on yeah, the Yeah, it took me a second to realize that because I'm watching the droid. I'm like, dumb droid, open up the stupid door. What are you standing that, like, what are you fiddling around with? And then I look over at the panel. I was <laughs> like, you want to oh, yeah, I can <laughs> open the door. <laughs> I was like, well, you saw me, right? I was like, I surrender. I give up. Yeah. I was like, and, like, it took me a second to, like, move over there. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I do the palm panel. And yeah, then they <laughs> blast it through the, the through the door. <laughs> yeah, so you you scan your palm print to lock the door, and they essentially force override the door, and um, you see the buzzing effect around the edge, and yeah, the yeah. whole thing just explodes open. They and stormtroopers burst in, and uh, and for the first time in the game, you get to see uh, a full stormtrooper in you know reflective armor and everything like. You know, right walking in right in front of you sort of thing mm-hmm, so yeah. that that's like your first initial experience of like seeing that like yeah did, was it like it was kind like, of like a it's so moment cool or like, yeah dude it was just awesome like like obviously like the some it's a stormtrooper so nostalgia throttle like is <laughs> is that full but it was just like awesome that because it's just such an immersive experience already and that like the the fact that the stormtroopers like are coming up to you like and like i guess you didn't get to do like a whole lot of like physical interaction with them but it was still awesome that like you're like the focal point is you yeah and you're not like again you're not watching some other character experience this or whatever it's you're, you're the one that's like in the uh literally like the pilot seat like you're the one experiencing it like yeah. it was awesome mm-hmm. yeah exactly so um they stun your droid yeah <laughs> uh, yeah who's quite the chatterbox she talks a little bit too much and she's a bit witty but just a little bit yeah um yeah and some some of the things she says is, is all right it's kind of funny but <laughs> yeah. um anyway they shut her up pretty quick and admiral this admiral carius like walks into your ship and he's like a cyborg looking guy yeah and uh he basically you know walks right up to you and dude and yeah i was like at first i was i was like am i standing close to the like the edge of the interaction thing for the vr and then i was like no this dude is legit up in my grill right now yeah like i was <laughs> amazed how like close he got or in the stormtroopers as well like how close they got to you to yeah. like interact with you like you know those gun like the blasters are right in your grill and that dude was like in my face oh yeah <laughs> I tried to pick his nose when he was standing there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like why would he? The second time I, around when you interact with him or whatever, I remember I just like put my face right back in his, and I was like, if only I could say something to you. Like yeah. That. yeah, exactly. So uh, they stun you as well. Yeah. After they have a short conversation, and uh, you wake up in this interrogation room, and if you did, you look behind you at any point. Because uh, behind you, if, if you look... I don't think so. I don't think you did, yeah. No. Behind you, there was actually an interrogation like table. Like the, the kind of thing that you get strapped to. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I definitely didn't notice that. Yeah, it, so it looked very reminiscent of... Uh, it showed up in Rebels before. And I don't believe it was in... Yeah, maybe if it wasn't Clone Wars, then I, I can't remember. But it, it was very similar to the table that uh, shows up in The Force Awakens. When, oh, uh, yeah. when Poe is is you know strapped to the table and Kylo Ren is yeah. getting the memories out of it out of his uh, his brain, so uh, yeah, it looked very reminiscent of that. If you look behind you, okay. it's like okay, that's yeah, a, that's was, an elevated torture table right in there. In the moment, like again, like 
so immersive like i was more so focused on the the medical droid or whatever or the interrogation droid yeah. right up in my grill and i was like <laughs> i was like bro like no needles today man i'll tell you what you want <laughs> yeah like, yeah exactly. i give up so admiral curious is in the room with you and he explains that he is going to give uh, that vader is going to give you a task to fulfill mm-hmm. and that you're not the first to try and uh, yeah. he's basically like this admiral is like convinced that you're going to fail and he, you're just going to be like one of many other people who have done this task before yeah. and failed <laughs> yeah. and died trying right exactly so immediately you're like okay uh i got to impress lord vader with something i have no idea how to do no because not only are you like not only was it like a first experience in vr for you but uh, <laughs> yeah he, but, i was like when so like yeah when it comes to the moment that vader gives you that little box or whatever to interact with i was like I was like, oh, is this like a puzzle thing, like a Rubik's Cube? I'm just kind of poking in and slapping at it literally yeah. with my hands. Like, I tried to interact with it at first, but it didn't, like, work the way I thought it would. Like, you know, like, I would grab the Rubik's Cube and twist it around. And so I, like, just started poking at it, and that apparently that worked. Yeah. And it started unfolding. So I was like, I was just like, here you go, Vader. Like, I did things to this. Look at what I did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted. I was like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, and then the moment that Vader actually walks in the room too, because like after oh, yeah. the admiral explains that he's that Vader's going to give you a task to do, uh, the door kind of opens up and yep. Vader kind of from a distance just starts walking towards you. And uh, I don't know about you, but immediately the reaction I had was like, <laughs> he's big. Like, Dude, like yeah, he's I, mean, huge. I was like, when he opened the door, I was like, yes, okay, this is it. I get to see this Vader like, like in person. Yeah. And then as he walks towards you and comes right up to you. You start to realize how how tall Vader is. Like I, I know on paper it kind of says, you know, seven foot tall. And on the on the mm-hmm, on the, yeah. the movies and stuff, like when you see him next to somebody else, he's he is tall. Like he's a tall yeah. dude, but you don't really feel the the intimidating kind of uh, oh, feeling that you feel when he's right there. Like no, he's like yeah. you're looking up at him. Yeah, dude. W- like when he so the moment that like door opened, like I don't know if you noticed, but I legit like threw my arms up, just like <laughs> just by like yeah. pure impulse. Like I didn't even think about it, and I was literally like, I I give up, man. Like, oh shoot, <laughs> I'm yeah. I surrender. Like, yeah. dude, like don't kill me. I, like I'll tell, like do whatever you want. Yeah, like it it was. Yeah, they did such a good job with like because he gets like right up in your grill too, and so you really appreciate like the menacing like awe inspiring mm-hmm. like figure of uh, vader for sure it's so cool man <laughs> yeah and then uh he gives you this box and you have to open it you have no idea what you're doing but it opens anyway mm-hmm, yeah. and uh he calls it a configuration he says uh vader uh like he gives you this thing and he says uh, open this configuration and and mm-hmm, uh, yeah and i will spare your life so he's you yeah know, he exactly. says that and uh, as you're kind of like toying around with it uh, a crystal juts out of the box yeah and it's kind of glowing and it does a bunch of weird stuff and um, I thought it kind of looked like a Jedi holocron but it's it's not a holocron it's it's something else obviously but uh, it, it, it kind of reminded me of the holocron because in a Jedi holocron you uh, there's a crystal inside it okay usually. so uh, at least the one that I saw in, in the Clone Wars there was a, it, it, there was a holocron that held the crystal yeah. inside it so um, holocrons are essentially like flash drives <laughs> in, yeah, in yeah. Star Wars. Like they basically hold uh, memories and they hold recordings. They hold things. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was 
it was reminiscent of that, but uh, I don't think it was a holocron. But whatever yeah. the case, um, it's he calls it a configuration, and this crystal juts out. And uh, as soon as he does that, Vader like force grabs it from you, and he says, yeah. "This is the one I've been searching for." And then uh, Vader kind of walks away, and he says that he's going to send for you shortly. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, they all leave the room. Him and the admiral leave the room, and uh, a prisoner who refers to himself as the lore master, uh, yeah. grabs your attention from the corner of the room who's, like, behind a, a cell wall. Yeah. And, uh, at, like, for me, I was kind of... I was surprised. I was like, oh, I, bro, I didn't even notice you. Okay. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, my like, sole focus guy. was, like, doing whatever it took to survive Vader. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, like, I'll twist your Rubik's Cube. Like, I'll do what you want, man. And yeah. then, and, But then, yeah, then the guy starts talking to you. I was like, oh, there's people in here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not just you. Yeah. yeah. And then you also notice that your droid is behind another cell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there, so you're you're one of three people in the room now. And uh, the prisoner grabs your attention and says, uh, Vader's been looking for someone in your bloodline. So instantly you get the feeling like, oh, I'm of some significance here. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. Uh, obviously, like, they wouldn't have torn me out of hyperspace for nothing. Yeah. Uh, and now I get the feeling that okay, I just opened some sort of weird magic box, and yeah. and now, and now like I'm supposed to be some sort of like special person in some sort of bloodline, right? So yeah. he explains that he, that you're the one that Vader's been looking for, and uh, and the prisoner just happens to know this. I don't know how the prisoner happens to know that Vader has a wish to conquer death. Which I think all of us already are aware of, uh, because it's kind of what brought Anakin to the dark side in the first place exactly, is mastery yeah. over death. Yeah. So it's a really like core element of his character to be still obsessed, want to, with, obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's obsessed with it, and uh, and it's 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 interesting that the title Vader Immortal uh, has in in that very like. You know, mm-hmm, subject yeah. right there is just uh, Vader immortal. It's like he wants to learn how to master death, and not necessarily for himself, uh, because later on, which we'll eventually get to, we we find out why he's wanting to know mastery over death. But yeah, uh, you know, spoiler alert: if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, you might have some idea. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. yeah, so he uh, this prisoner that you you see in the cell helps you escape. Because he, he gives you a hydro spanner, which uh, it's uh, kind of indicated he's been hiding it's in the, a very... It's, this, uh, the, it's the, we don't have R2-D2 sticks, so yeah. put the stick in the wall. Exactly, yeah. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like one of those screwdrivers that has the little, uh, what do you call those things? It's like oh, a little, socket wrench? Yeah, socket wrench. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that. So it looks yeah. a little bit like that. So it takes you a few seconds to kind of figure out how to put it in the wall. Yeah. And then once you like, kind of like, yeah, so you were kind of like shoving it around. in and nothing was happening. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, once you get it lined up properly, it kind of like starts spinning dials and everything, which is kind of cool. And then mm-hmm, yeah. you realize like, oh, I got to like rip stuff out. And so you're basically tearing apart this lock, which eventually, uh, once you figure it out, uh, releases the prisoners, which is your droid and this other random guy mm-hmm, yeah. who uh, looks like a native of Mustafar. He's, he's like a native to the planet. Uh, his species, uh, whatever the I think it's Mustafarian is the name of his species. Yeah, something like so, that. I guess. Yeah, and and uh, so we know three things. He's Mustafarian. He's the lore master of his clan, and uh, now he's cavern. Uh, yeah, cavern he, clan or whatever. Yeah, they call something it. like that. Yeah, and he's uh, so uh, and now he's uh, helping you escape, and uh, he knows a few motives that Vader has, and uh, your droid kind of like mimics the admiral's 
voice and helps you get out of the, the interrogation room and you make your way down a few hallways and you have to open up another door to the elevator yeah. and then as soon as the elevator door opens like what do you see like just like a stormtrooper standing like right there and uh, this prisoner yeah. in your droid like takes it out for you and you're like uh, like, yeah. do I help? Like that, so like that whole sequence though was really cool because like you know of all the Star Wars video games that I've played and stuff like that, like like with Star Wars Battlefront for example, love that franchise, but you never get to like actually really interact with your environment. Yeah. Whereas like with that, like just like when you're you know you stick the thing into the like the electronic keyhole type thing and then like you're ripping parts out, like that was just cool because like. You see that in the movies and stuff like that, like they're bat, like you know, tearing stuff around or like sticking stuff into the like the electronic locks. Yeah, and it was cool that you like you get to interact with it because it, like it's just again, it's like just such a cool like immersive little experience. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's not sure. just like you're not just like a, a floating camera and there's just like walls around you and like a completely like an environment that you can't like touch and interact with and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, so. Um, the next part is uh, when you get into the elevator uh, you see instantly through the viewport of the elevator you see your ship hanging up yeah. in the hangar it's like you know it's in there and yeah and, it's, uh, it's surrounded by stormtroopers you're yeah. like okay this is gonna what are we gonna it's do gonna be right difficult. now <laughs> it kind of it kind of reminds you of that it, again it's another new hope vibe where uh, vibe where you look out the, where they look out the window yeah the, from the uh, whatever the control room yeah the control or room, security yeah. room or and they see the Millennium falcon and exactly. it's kind of you know in a very uh, unfortunate place of being in the just an imperial hangar, right? Yeah, literally, so, yeah, <laughs> worst and, uh, possible place to be in the galaxy. Yeah, and like, the, what do you see from the ceiling? Like a couple Tie Fighters and Vader Starfighter. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so. And then beyond that, like the Mustafar itself and stuff like that, which was like just so cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a cool view out the window, and then um, you uh, after taking down the few stormtroopers that are in there, which you know essentially the prisoner and the droid do it for you yeah uh, an announcement comes on at the intercom and this admiral carries person has noticed that you've escaped the cell so it gives you the idea it's like oh that was only like two hallways ago like they've they must have just walked into the yeah the interrogation room and realized that i'm gone kind of thing so mm -hmm, yeah uh, so i guess i got the feeling that they're like they're right behind this kind of thing right so yeah. uh they're on your tail uh, and the prisoner you helped escape tells you to go down to the lower catacombs and meet some priestess of his clan. Yeah. And he gives you uh, what he calls a totem. It's like a glowing little... Yeah, the... Like, what does it look like again? Is like some... A smaller Rubik's Cube? <laughs> yeah, a smaller Rubik's Cube. Yeah, something glowing. He gives yeah. it to your droid. Yeah. And uh, he goes off to cause a distraction. He, he kind of stole off one of the E-11s from the yeah. stormtroopers and he... You know, goes out the other elevator door and causes a ruckus. Sacrifices like, himself to, so that you can yeah do this or whatever. So you can get oh, away. Amulet. That's probably a good word for the little thing that he yeah maybe, maybe. yeah something like that. Yeah. So he goes off to cause a distraction, and the elevator doors shut and turns on, and you start moving. Mm -hmm. And then it comes to a halt, and you have to kind of break out. So you're you're toying around with another lock. Yep. which has to release this ladder from the ceiling which you have to get out and i got i got kind of an anakin obi-wan elevator moment vibe from 100 percent. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like i was like oh sick like yeah you're messing around with the the controls and stuff like that and then like ladders i was like oh yeah let's do that yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's, I, well I, like fingers crossed there's no like droids or whatever yeah. up there but oh uh, too like activate awesome. elevator three two two four <laughs> yeah, exactly uh two exactly 100 <laughs> no r2 in this game so no unfortunately no our the our droid is like 
mostly just good at telling us how much our situation sucks rather yeah. than doing anything about oh, yeah. it. Useless, useless robot. <laughs> useless yeah. robot. So uh, there's Revenge of the Sith vibes uh, all over this game. So like, much, you yeah. Know, it starts you off with some A New Hope vibes, and then it, it very quickly escalates to a very prequel content-setting yeah. environment. Not only are you on mm-hmm. Mustafar... Um, invader's house but uh, yeah. like your invader's castle but uh, but now you're trying to you know get out of this like you know interrogation yeah. situation and and instantly you're like okay like revenge of the sith moment right here and, and it yeah. kind of goes deeper as the game goes along yeah. and uh, so you climb up this ladder which takes you to an elevator shaft which you you kind of like have to get you know up a few more ladders and around the corner, yeah. so so there's a bit of a, an escapee sort of situation going on. Yeah, that was and really then, cool. And uh, then yeah. you eventually enter this large room. This is like kind of like one of the bigger moments where you enter this large room and there's just a pedestal in the middle of the room. <laughs> so yeah, so the moment we went in that room, all I could think of was Admiral Akbar going over my shoulder. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a trap. Like I was like, why am I doing this? Like. Like really, like come on! It, it's, all right, I'll grab this thing, and I was like, "Oh man, I got the lightsaber. Who's gonna ambush me now?" Yeah. And then it's it's a training scene sequence. So I was like, "Oh, okay, sure, why yeah. not?" Yeah, and you so you get a lightsaber, and then you yeah. turn it on, and it's a green lightsaber blade that doesn't change for anybody. Uh, but uh, let's see, you once you activate the lightsaber. This training droid just pops out of nowhere mm-hmm, yeah. and starts attacking you. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. What I noticed, which was interesting, what I noticed is like when I played the game, I tore that thing to shreds, and um, and <laughs> and then the game just kind of progressed. Whereas like it got a few hits on you when you played the game, yeah. And it started this training sequence of like how to use a lightsaber in combat. That is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like I. I think I, I mean I know I've de- like deflected some of the things or whatever, but I didn't like aggressively like counterattack it or anything like that as well. I yeah. just kind of like waited to see what it would do because I was like, okay, what's this thing trying to do? Is it trying to kill me? Is it trying to train me? And lo and behold, it's like, yay, let's train you. And yeah. you got a whole cool sequence, and then eventually it progresses to the little uh, episode four. Uh, laser training orbs or whatever and they're yeah. shooting lasers that you learn like some basic deflect, game mechanics yeah. and stuff like that I was like oh sick this is awesome yeah it's super cool yeah um, it, uh, some at least for me like like some people have played uh, it was an ILM X-Labs VR experiment sort of thing it was mm-hmm. called Trials in Tatooine and it was a, a little thing where you uh, were on Tatooine and you had to fix the Millennium Falcon who had taken some damage and you have to push a couple buttons to fix yeah. like some component in the ship and Han Solo's like guiding you over the intercom and then eventually R2 kind of rolls down and gives you a lightsaber and then stormtroopers show up and you deflect the bullet so it was it was kind of like uh, a similar moment I guess with the the orbs that is where you're deflecting the bullets although it felt Mm -hmm, way more accurate like like the the mechanics of deflecting these blaster bolts was like way more dead on and if you if you didn't know it's like I, I noticed sometimes when you when you reached up to defend a strike even it, it wasn't completely far enough away from your body that it actually blocked the strike. Like he still got the hit on you. Yeah, yeah. So like you would come really close, well but you didn't. If you didn't quite do it, then like you'd still get hit. Yeah. And like later on, like uh, when you fight the stormtroopers and stuff like that, and you experience like deflecting lasers or bolts again, I was like 
surprised how much more like detail there was to it because it it actually matters what direction you're holding the lightsaber what angle and stuff like that like yeah. it was so cool yeah yeah super cool so it's way more accurate than the likes of like star wars connect did you ever play star wars connect i don't i've never played star wars connect okay no. it's a it's you know it's a, it's a good time but yeah <laughs> um, it's uh it, it was you know it was a failure of a game big, yeah by far there was a, a very famous star wars dancing mode in there which uh <laughs> Yeah, the, one of the songs I've actually used one of the songs as uh, as uh, as the the little kind of intro song to this yeah. podcast. It was the, awesome. the Han Solo song. Yeah, awesome. so that song originated from it was like a it's an alteration of like a real life song. I forget yeah. what the real version is called, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a funny little thing. But that came out of Star Wars Connect, and uh, the lightsaber combat in Star Wars Connect is very very simple because you're not holding anything that's being tracked. It's literally the camera you know tracking your arm motion and Ugh. when you're defending something that has a blade it's like you know you have to like hold your arm out to the far right to block a, a hit coming in from the right side and uh, then it's the far yeah. left and it gives you enough time like it pauses to kind of like have you re react to deflect the shot in time yeah and if you increase the difficulty of the game it just kind of shorten that time but mm -hmm, yeah. with this vr experience like right away you know, it starts hammering hits on you, this training droid, mm -hmm, and you're yeah. like, whoa, like, you know, instantly, like, by instinct, just trying to move yeah. your blade to, like, defend in the right position. Yeah, because, like, like, they would give you pauses and stuff like that, but it wouldn't just be, like, standing there, like, hold, kind of mechanically hold the lightsaber back for, like, however many seconds, and then, like, swing it from that direction. Like, there would be some, like, it's, like, flipping it around or, like, moving it and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're trying to, like, you're I'm watching this lightsaber like a hawk. I'm like, okay, he's got it, like, to his upper right, but is he even going to come down from that angle? Like, maybe he's going to, like, whip it around from below or, yeah. like, angle it from the left or something like that. Like, it was, like... I had to think about where I was gonna like try to block with my yeah, strike you have to or whatever. Anticipate the hits. Yeah. yeah, and like as you go, like once you start picking it up, like you can actually move like pretty quickly. I mean, I don't know anything about fencing or whatever, but I was like, I was like, oh, this is awesome! Like I actually have to make an effort to yeah. to defend myself right now. Yeah. So once you finish off the training droid, uh, your droid uh, opens up this like the walls of. The room basically yeah like the whatever outer uh, shield panels and stuff like that yeah yeah and you get this like really cool view of mustafar yeah that was like so mountainside cool. and like a bunch of uh um bunch of the the lava river is like far off in the distance mm -hmm, and stuff yeah. like that because yeah you were because like yeah at that point in the game you are like kind of most of the environments that you're in are like very enclosed like super dark too so it's cool that they kind of like opened up so you can like see that like see the world and like the planet around you and that kind of thing yeah um uh, yeah so you um it has you basically like climb along outside of the fortress even higher up so you have to like you know yeah more the like more it was it was super cool because at first i was like oh it's gonna be like that ladder thing like i'm just gonna have to climb straight up but you had to like think about where you were going yeah and what you were grabbing onto and stuff like that it's like it's like whoa i have to like reach for this pipe over there yeah. like i think at one point i was like i was like yo josh am i like <laughs> am i touching am i gonna hit yeah. uh, the computer monitor or something like well and i've never played a climbing game in vr before i know there's a few out there but like it was really good like yeah, I had I never even knew that there was someone had thought of climbing games in VR, like thought yeah thought of climbing games in VR, and so 
I was like, oh, this is so cool that like they thought to put this in the game. Yeah. Because again, that's like that's like a perfect like Star Wars thing because it gives you the chance because like there's no other Star Wars game where you get to interact with the environment like that. Yeah. Like I, I mean, maybe like some of like uh, f- uh, f- uh, not Force Awakens. Um, uh, what's that Star Wars game or whatever? Uh, Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, Force yeah. Unleashed. Yeah. Like you're again, you're like watching some other character you know do like the force jumps and like climb or yeah. scale whatever objects and stuff like that but it's like it's you grabbing on to those those things like man i was like pushing those buttons down hard like i was like slowly inching along making sure i had a solid grip on those yeah things or whatever it was so cool yeah because you don't want to fall right? <laughs> oh no, so, yeah so you get to the top and you get to a maintenance like doorway almost a, a maintenance hatch of some kind mm-hmm, which you yeah. You make your way down uh, this maintenance walkway, and it's just like pipes and everything. Yeah. And you have to actually slice your way through a pipe now that you have a lightsaber. Yeah, it took me a second to remember, because, uh, like, it doesn't, like, again, it doesn't really, like, hold your hand or give you, like, a ton of hints or anything like that. So you kind of, like, it didn't take me very long to figure it out. Yeah. But I was like, oh, like okay like this is kind of cool like it's making me like use the tools that it gives me to like interact and progress through this environment and stuff like that because like yeah you you cut through the the smaller piping and stuff like that and then you come to a bigger one it's like i was like oh man how am i gonna deal with this one and then like you kind of realize like oh you can slowly like do that heat thing with the lightsaber where you cut your way through it like a, Mm -hmm. a bit slower and yeah it was awesome yeah yeah, and well, and this is like I think the most interesting part of the game too, because like once you get through that walkway, mm-hmm. uh, you you quickly realize like you hear voices, yeah. and you get to this section where you're looking through this ventilation shaft like down into this other room. Yeah. So you're kind of on this upper floor, and you're kind of looking down into this other room, and uh, and like what what did you see at first when you started looking through these vents? I saw Vader, and then. I don't know if it was like some hooded figure or something like at first yeah. I thought it was Snoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was, thought the exact same thing. That you hear this voice that sounds very close to Snoke's voice. Oh yeah. 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 And so I was like I was I was trying to like I'm trying to like look around and that again that's what was so cool about a VR experience is that you can like angle yourself cuz you know we're looking through the grate or whatever and yeah. you're like angle I'm like trying to peek closer and like it's like get a different angle. Cause like you know he moves around and then oh he's blocked his head's blocked by the grate like and so like you're moving around looking and trying trying yeah. to figure out what's going on yeah like see what they're interacting with I'm like what's this big glo- gold glowy stuff down there or like what's this big uh, like later you see the triangle whatever little pyramid thing I was like what is this thing what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh, well and that's that's exactly it like it's this yellow glowing boulder. Yeah. So it's yellow glowing boulder, there's Vader, and there's this like cloaked being. I think it had a bit of like a purplish tinge to his cloak or something, but yeah. uh but yeah, it, and I thought it was Snoke as well, but I don't I don't know if it is Snoke. No, yeah, um, cuz it like it it yeah, it was cloaked. So I was looking at I was like, I don't know, is that a Snoke thing to do? Like Yeah. What is it? Is he like ugly right now? Is he like not yet ugly? Like what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Like and there's not a whole lot revealed about Snoke's past so far, so... Exactly, I yeah. was wondering, I was like, oh, is this, like, you know, 
part of his backstory like i was i was yeah. really taken aback by it. i was like this is really cool like if it is mm-hmm. and i was like so zoned in on the conversation that they were having yeah and uh it's brought up i think i think it's uh i think it was vader or something he says he t- uh he he talks about lady corvax and that he found the one who yeah. was able to open the key so now you know that that little box thing is like some sort of key and yeah. uh and now you know that you're very possibly related to Lady Cor- some person named Lady Corvax. Yeah. Like you're you're a part of her bloodline. So, yeah. um, uh, it's brought up by the hooded figure. I think that uh, mastery over death is in his grasp now. Yeah. Um, and Vader has the being leave. Uh, you climb down an elevator or like a like a ladder to get a closer look, mm-hmm. and you get like a much closer view from uh, from the floor below you through more ventilation shafts. Yeah. So this cloak being, I, I don't know if you saw the effect, but it kind of like uh, not it fully like, disapparated almost like from Harry Potter, but it kind of looked like that. Like he kind of like it went, looked like it was getting sucked into a little mini wormhole or something. Yeah, like, like, like a little. Like, it was a little singularity or something. Yeah, like it, it, it so looked cool. like the disapparation effect from Harry Potter, right? Yeah, like it, yeah, not, not 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 like fully, but it kind of looked like that. Yeah, something like that. Because that whole time, I was like, like I was trying to like rationalize it, right? I'm watching this character. I'm like, who I you know think might be Snoke, and now I'm like, okay, like what is this? Is this a real person that's here right now? Or is it like a, a hologram and something like yeah. that? Clearly, it was not a hologram unless no. they have like some other bizarre hologram technology that they've never introduced in all of Star Wars before. Yeah. And so I was like, I, my curiosity was like, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. I want to learn more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really want to know who that yeah, is. Because what intrigued me too, right, is because Vader is technically supposed to have like his master is supposed to be Sidious, right? Yeah. So I was like, who is it that is like able to like hold vader's ear and like get like tantalize him with like the prospect of reaching immortality yeah because like vader has him like another like uh lore or like parts of the star wars franchise like through like some video games for example has tried to like super like uh kill sidious right to like replace Mm -hmm. him so it's like who is vader willing to be subservient to other than vader yeah like it's so you got so the feeling that he was like a, a like was did you get the feeling that vader was working for this guy or or a servant because vader kind of asks him to leave and i think i was think he was definitely like or an ally of some kind like, yeah I, like he it's it reminded me of like uh in revenge of the sith right where like vader or anakin at skywalker at that point hadn't pledged himself to sidious but he was like still kind of like sort of serving him and stuff like that because he's yeah. he was his close friend because yeah, he was convinced Sidious like was really connected yeah, yeah yeah he was convinced Sidious was like looking out for his interests and stuff like that and clearly this guy has like gone that same route he's like found a different way to uh peak Vader's obsession with death and like kind of like taunt him with that carrot like hey I I've like there's a way to do this man you just yeah. gotta listen to what i have to say and vader's kind of like uh, like you know listen yeah. out to what he's doing well it makes me wonder if vader sought this person out or yeah. or if he's just that kind of figure that came into vader's life like at the convenient time that he wants yeah. to do so like so it's an unclear whether or not he's a puppet or a puppeteer at this point exactly so yeah, yeah so i'm really looking forward to it. like it's never revealed in this episode that no. who yeah. it is but yeah once he disappears that's it mm-hmm. and uh and then something really interesting happens because 
Vader kind of kneels down and takes off his the back of his helmet, which yeah. it's kind it kind of reminisces of uh, reminiscent of like that moment in Episode Five when uh, Admiral Watts's face kind of walks into Vader's meditation chamber, and mm-hmm. you see Vader is like back of the bald, scarred head, yeah. you know, sitting in the chair, and then his helmet kind of comes down and and puts it on his head. But you get the reverse effect here; he takes it off, and uh, weirdly enough. Like the helmet is two pieces, so there's a face mask, and then there's the back, like yeah, kind of yeah. samurai part. Yep. But uh, he actually, you hear him speak in this moment, and yeah. and he, he, what does he say? He says, does he say? Oh, I don't remember. Padme or something? He says something like that, and it sounds like, uh, it sounds like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it that, sound and that like was Darth I, Vader. Yeah, that was re- what was really cool about like that moment too is that it definitely reinforced because you know we saw the we talked about the star destroyer or the whatever the different class of star destroyer earlier that's an earlier variant but that like that moment kind of really like sets it in for you that this is a much younger vader and this like dev for sure takes obviously takes place like well before uh rogue one and stuff like that and so it's like definitely like setting in and reinforcing the uh like the like it's a it's a 20 like something that. year old darth vader mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 20 27 maybe 28 mm-hmm. exactly um, yeah and he reaches out to this glowing yellow rock and you see uh natalie portman like padme mm-hmm. show up yeah. in in this rock and it's kind of a still image at first that kind of fades into view yeah. and then it starts to to play and it look it's like kind of miraged in in the rock. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was like watching see, his uh, old dreams or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was like it. watching his memory, and it's it's the moment where a Padme tells Anakin that she's pregnant. Yeah. So so like it's a big moment for him. Yeah. And once she kind of finishes her line, it pauses for a minute, a minute, and then it fades away. Yeah. And then the image disappears, and Vader just like loses it. Like, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. he puts his hand on the stone. And he's like super confused that it's just like, like disappeared. And, yeah. And yeah. everything starts shaking. And then the, the grates or whatever, the close up on you. And you're like, okay, I'm glad I got out of that unscathed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, glad I didn't get noticed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's, that was kind of cool. Like I was so focused in on that footage because it's the same exact footage and dialogue from Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm, so yeah. like they, they literally just comped in that footage oh, yeah. of, of, Natalie Portman and yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, you you like your droid kind of gives you the idea. It's like, hey, we got to get out of here. This place is like super creepy. Yeah. So you make <laughs> yeah. your way down to the lower caves. It looks like the Imperials are excavating something out down there. Um, yeah, and like- yeah, and there's like equipment and uh-huh. boxes everywhere. And uh, your droid and you find this uh, like a skiff. It's like a like a, a skiff is like a speeder of some kind, but kind yeah. of more like a floating platform sort of thing. Yeah, it, just, it reminded me, again, Revenge of the Sith, like the Anakin Obi-Wan duel or whatever. Oh, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Tons of those little floating platforms like all over the place. Yeah, so. absolutely, yeah. So it's like kind of like that. Uh, it's probably, I didn't take a good look, but it might have even been something like that was exactly the same, the model and everything. So Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so uh, your droid tries to get the skiff started up so you can <laughs> kind of float away. And if yeah. you look around, you're kind of in this gigantic catacomb almost like there's there's rock everywhere around you and yeah it's a massive underground like cavern yeah like like you you i was definitely like it when so when you got into that uh area 
I, you know, like I was kind of trying to figure out, I was like, is this like a quarry or is this like, are there just these massive underground caverns in Mustafar? Cause like, you know, that guy like said, he's a cavern clan man or yeah. I don't know, whatever. Right. And so I'm kind of like, like, Oh, like this is a big open space. Like what is like under the, the ground of Mustafar? Cause I, like, obviously all we've ever seen of Mustafar is like, a lot of barren, like volcanic, uh, lo- like and then lava everywhere, right? Yeah. Like we have no like idea. Like I didn't even know that there was like Mustafarans at that point. Like yeah. I had totally like forgotten yeah. about like there any ode of that. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, it's really cool. And and you get the feeling that you're underneath Vader's castle at this point. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So like you look above you, and I mean it's probably well over 200 feet above you that there's like rock surface as a ceiling almost yeah and there's a little bit of light streaming through the odd hole in yeah. in i guess the ground level i guess mm-hmm. it is up yeah. there the surface. and then yeah and you're kind of on this like cliffside where you look down and there's like nothing it's just like a yeah. deep dark cavern just down there black yeah. yeah so you get onto the skiff and then the the stormtroopers like come bursting out of the Finally doors catch behind up you, to you and, yeah yeah so so you know you're deflecting bullets and everything the skiff gets moving and you kind of work your way around and you see this ancient looking castle thing which has got to be like thousands of years old at this yeah point. the droid kind of gives you like some context to red right like she's like oh this is definitely like predates the uh the old did she say old republic i think uh, it predates the republic yeah. oh the republic yeah, yeah just the, the republic, republic yeah so it's definitely over a thousand years yeah yeah and and you get the idea it's like okay it's pre-republic so it's you know and at this point the jedi have been the guardians of peace and justice of the galaxy they've been ruling over uh well they've been dominating i guess the galaxy as as peacekeepers for a, like a thousand years because mm-hmm. the sith haven't been seen for a thousand years and that's what yoda and makes me yeah. say in, in the phantom menace and yeah. even though this is quite a few years later it's you know now between episode three and four um it's it's a very small piece of time plus those thousand years so you get the feeling that this castle is well over a thousand oh, yeah. years old. and i mean like even like when you look at it right like there's literally like still i mean there's this beautiful like structure that you see but then there's literally like rock that's like clearly like uh sedimented itself or whatever like around it like yeah. they've had to like peel like uh mine away like whatever yeah. rock and stuff like that because yeah. it's literally just like part of this cavern now yeah and and you know it is a volcanic planet and rock forms around like when a volcano exactly. explodes yeah that's what happens right like yeah. things get covered in volcanic ash and stuff and lava like wraps around hard things and hardens and turns into rock yeah so it really it looks like they're excavating a castle yeah almost a castle beneath vader's castle so yeah. it's like it's really almost uh there, there's a little thing in the vader comics that hints that vader has a purpose for the place where he built his castle on yeah that but, was that was what was kind of cool because vader you know you never get the impression that he's much for like vanity and for any or anything yeah, like that and there was so, a reason for stuff exactly so like you see this big menacing monolith of a, like a, a castle or lair or whatever when you approach it and then like now that you start to learn that there's a huge underground cavern and there's like a whole like complex of like like ancient runes and stuff like that you're like dang dude like like what is so interesting that vader invested in building a whole monolith because i mean like you know throughout the 
franchise and stuff like that, he just like goes to places and like cuts a swath through yeah. like everything, right? So like, what's so important to him? Oh yeah, and it builds a monolith. It's there. beyond just the there. Like I thought, it was reason enough for him to build a lair on the place that he was essentially born. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good enough reason. But yeah. now, now we're starting to figure out. It's like, whoa, there's more than just the, that reason alone for him to have his castle here. Like, there's yeah. a lot of history in the goal that he's trying to accomplish here yeah. like that originates on this planet and i thought it was like really really cool the fact that uh not only was darth vader just essentially born out of fire on this planet yeah but he's seeking something on this planet yeah the next the next like i guess he perceives the next phase of his like ad, you know advancement or progression yeah. or whatever is is in here as well yeah yeah, exactly. So you get close to this castle, and you know you get off the skiff, and uh, an alien who looks very similar to your buddy who you just rescued from the prison who went off and caused a distraction. Uh, he is kind of standing near this doorway, holding a gun and everything, or, or something. <laughs> yeah, I literally right away drew my lightsaber. I was like, okay, like yeah, just gonna let's get you. ready, yeah. and then. Yeah, and no, weirdly enough, he doesn't really pay attention to you too much. He kind of like looks at you, just but lets you walk past. Yeah, I was and like, oh, clearly a, you're just going to let some droid in person you've never met before walk through. I'm yeah. like, wow, levels of security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. O- oddly enough, I thought it was weird that he was even there because the, the Imperials are excavating this place. And yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, how are you alive? Like, yeah. did you not say the horde of stormtroopers behind me? Like, like they clearly, the <laughs> they've got a equi- their equipment is all over this entrance. Like, this isn't just some ancient like entrance you've just managed to magically find. Yeah, like they've like excavated it. And yeah, so they've clearly had a presence here, and yeah. you're like. Dude, where'd you come from? Where? What hole in the wall? Like, yeah, I felt it was kind of strange that there was no Imperials down there either. That that like the castle that they've just excavated. I thought it was strange that there's no stormtroopers around yeah, that nothing. area. Like even though you have to take a skiff, which looks like it was put there to get to that castle. Literally, yeah. Um, it, it it was weird to me. It's like, are they all on lunch break or something? Like there's nobody <laughs> around here. So no, yeah, yeah. So this Mustafarian greets you at the door. He doesn't say anything. You walk past him down a few hallways. And this totem, or whatever you want to call it, starts to glow. Yeah. And uh, your droid basically says, oh, we must be getting close and everything. And uh, she points out on the walls, there's like engravings, almost like, um, it's like, a, I guess, artwork of some kind, but they're mm-hmm. etched into the walls. And uh, she talks about Lady Corvax and says, oh, that must be her. And you look on the wall, and there's a, a beam of light shining on the section of the wall where you see what looks like... Uh, a some mural. woman, yeah, yeah like a, a mural, mural of like some a, of some kind. Yeah, it lady. was like a, it's some woman uh, uh, holding something, holding the glo- the shiny object. Yeah, like a glowing <laughs> ball almost. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I don't like you didn't do this, but I I was curious to see who who she was holding it out to. And the game is very dark, so it's kind of hard to see. But yeah. I actually took out my lightsaber and used it as a torch to light up <laughs> to light up the yeah. wall. So yeah. I held it towards the wall. And uh, there was people that was just there. I don't know who they were, but yeah. it almost looked like a family of four. <laughs> there was like there was like two yeah. kids or something, or a, a smaller oh, wow. one and a taller one, and yeah. yeah. So it was just when, I it, guess she was holding it out to the people, I guess, or her clan or so. something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I when I saw that mural or whatever, I was like way more cutthroat. I was like, okay, we got the lady who I'm allegedly related to and the un- unidentified shiny object. We got a unidentified shiny object and lady. Good yeah. to know. We're going to be saving the galaxy, folks. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just around the corner from there that you get to this, like, vast, large room with another pedestal kind yeah. of not far away. And this cloaked woman 
who is a Mustafarian standing near the pedestal. So uh, your droid kind of freaks out a bit. She's like, okay, you go first, Captain. Yeah, exactly. And Again. you walk up to this <laughs> yeah. woman and she kind of turns, greets you, and she's uh, she's the priestess that you've been looking for, uh, according to this mm-hmm. you know, this prisoner that you helped escape. Your droid gives her the totem that he, that he gave to your droid. And uh, you know, conf- I don't really know why we, we even were given that because it didn't really do much except light up when we entered the castle in the first place. Yeah. But uh, you know, she, she, she kind of knows it's you. And uh, she says, we don't have much time. Um, I must help you. So uh, she taps you on the forehead and her, her hand kind of lights up when she does. Yeah. And you know what this reminded me? Did you watch Clone Wars? The, like, the Clone Wars, Star Wars episode show. Yeah. two? No, no, like oh, the, the show? No, attack. I never okay. watched the show. So in the Clone Wars, there's an arc that uh, it, people refer to it as the Mortis trilogy. There's three episodes that take place oh, okay. on a planet called Mortis. Yeah, it's it's more like a spacecraft diamond shaped thing than a than a planet, but it's a planet sized mm-hmm. yeah. environment, and it's super super abstract. Like I love those three episodes, but yeah, there's a figure there. His name's the Father, and at one point in the series, uh, he has to tap Anakin Skywalker on the forehead to erase some memories. Uh, because Anakin sees something that he shouldn't have seen and he essentially gets shown the future and to fix the future yeah he, uh, the father has to erase those memories so he actually does very similarly what the priestess does to you and taps you uh, taps you on the on the on the forehead with this glowing hand or glowing finger or whatever that's whatever what the, glowing yeah whatever yeah, glowing energy I thought it was power. really cool because that that emulates what the father does to Anakin when he's trying to take away memories uh, and in this experience the priestess is giving you memories mm-hmm. and she what she gives you is the history of Mustafar so in a two dimensional experience you kind of see this uh, weird artistic uh, painting like this come to life around you yeah and you witness the history of Mustafar in which it talks about this lady Corvax and something called the Bright Star uh, I believe it was was it called the Bright Star yeah again um, I was just like an identified shiny object got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, let me just let me just look it up here because they have a pretty good uh, they have a pretty good uh, Wikipedia page on the Bright Star Oh, right on. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I should have had this prepared, but I think I lost it. In the, <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that whole sequence, though, was pretty cool, right? Like, the I liked I liked the art that they did, and I, like, I, I enjoyed it, too, because, um, again, like, you know, I didn't, exp- um, I liked that it wasn't, like, that it wasn't the same as all the other Star Wars games I've played, that it was its own kind of, uh, experience like c- kind of reminiscent of like the the telltale games and stuff like that yeah and th- so they're giving you like that lore and backstory which is like you know we just eat that up as yeah totally <laughs> as fans we just eat that up <laughs> yeah. exactly okay so the bright star was the most sacred artifact of the mustafarians long before the rise of the galactic empire it was stolen by lady corvax so the bright star belonged to the people of Mustafar, yeah. and it's also revealed in the in the in the memory that you get that Mustafar was not always a lava planet. It was once yeah, so green was, and full of life. Did they say she was like the the keeper of it or something like that at some point? Uh, Lady Corvax. Well, Lady Corvax stole it. Yeah, she stole it from uh, from the people of Mustafar. Who it, I think okay, it was yeah. some sort of prized artifact of some kind. Yeah, I have no okay. idea what it is, but she stole it because. 
uh, it, she thought it could restore her dead husband back to life. Yeah. And uh, instead, the bright star released powerful energies that turned the green and bountiful Mustafar into a hellish wasteland. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it did not so, work. So, thereafter, Corvax kept the artifact hidden in her sanctum. At some point during the Imperial era, Darth Vader uh, is now trying to retrieve uh, the bright star. And um, that's kind of where you come in. Is that you know? It's something that he's trying to get a hold of, and he has now. You've unlocked some sort of key, and he's you know. You you get the idea that he's now like one step closer to achieving his goal of like obtaining this bright star, and uh, the priestess basically says um, that you must help Darth Vader retrieve the bright star. Because yeah. I guess I guess her masterful plan to get it back into the hands of Mustafarian people is to follow <laughs> you on this mission and just basically like double cross Vader and steal it back. Yeah, that's what the, that part that was, was hilarious weird. to yeah. me because it just kind of shows like I guess at that point like how early on you are in kind of Darth Vader's late like overall legacy. Yeah, because the fact that some this lady or whatever. I mean, forget the fact that Darth Vader's got a massive army or whatever at his disposal, right? Yeah. Like, she totally... Like, we obviously know Darth Vader is this, like, penultimate, like, awesome, menacing power. And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll just ambush him and, like, take it back. It's a great idea. Trust me. Here. Good. Like, go. Yeah, Have yeah, a good you time. This. You got you, this. Yeah, you got this. And I'm just like, no, stop. Wait. You don't realize how bad an idea this is. It's not going to work. But again, like I guess at that point, like it's just emulating how early on it is in like his legacy because he hasn't even like cemented that awesome yeah. <laughs> power yet. Like exactly. he's not yeah. he's not feared across the entire galaxy yet. Like he hasn't quite gotten there. No, and and uh, and now you've been sucked into this goal of his, <laughs> and now you're being played by both vader and this priestess yeah. now that you of course like now you have to help yeah. out so you know it, it's uh, at some point you're like hey i just want to pull a han solo and be like this is none of my business like, yeah exactly i want to get on with my life and everything but um yeah, but yeah uh, you uh so you get the memory you, you know and one thing i noticed when i was experiencing the memory of of this uh i guess mustafar like the history of mustafar is um, the dead husband of Lady Corvax. Did you notice that he had this double, kind of bladed sword thing? It's like a, a sword that has two blades coming out the top of it. Oh no, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I like I looked at him like part of the time or whatever. But I was yeah. also like, I think during that sequence, I was like trying to figure out who this like invader was or whatever to their planet. Yeah. So I wasn't even looking at him half the, half the time. Right. Well, uh, this dead husband of Lady Corvax held this sword. Yeah. And um, you you haven't played it, but uh, I, earlier this year I went and did the hyper-reality experience down in, in Disneyland, which is put on by The Void. And uh, The Void makes a, a, a VR experience called Secrets of the Empire. Oh, and cool. Secrets of the Empire takes place kind of around the same time as when Vader Immortal Episode One takes place. Yeah. And you play as under undercover rebels or something, and uh, you get this holographic disguise matrix that makes you look like a stormtrooper, and you have to invade Vader's castle uh, for some reason. I, I'm fogging on the, the reason why. 
but uh, I mean, it's Vader. Point, you don't need an excuse to try to like ruin, break into his, ruin house. his yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at some point, though, you see this box get opened, and there's this blue glowing sword, and it looks uh, kind of like it's got two kind of blades coming out the top of the end or whatever. Okay. And yeah. and you're like, whoa, what the heck is that? Like, it looks like a almost like a pre lightsaber lightsaber. Oh, almost. that's cool. And, yeah, yeah. But what I thought was really interesting is that sword is depicted as the sword of this dead husband for Lady Corvax in this memory of, oh, of Mustafar. Yeah. So and so now you're like, oh, wow, like even in Secrets of the Empire in that game, uh, Vader is still kind of to- toying with this whole uh, obsession of like trying to get this mastery over death and he's reaching at every thread he's got. So he's collecting artifacts. He's doing his research and, yeah. and doing his excavating and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he uncovers this sword at some point and yeah. gets possession of it because it shows up in that in that game. So it's a cool little Easter egg that they crossed over. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the so she leaves and the stormtroopers and Darth Vader like burst into the room at, yeah. at conveniently when the priestess leaves the room and you're still standing <laughs> yeah. there going, okay, what do I do now? Exactly. And uh, Vader has you take the configuration box that you opened earlier and shove it into this pedestal where there's like a convenient shaped keyhole for the yes, box. Yeah. And then the whole room kind of comes to life and the floor starts to almost drop down into something and Mm -hmm. and it's like a massive elevator and then uh, these massive big droids kind of pop out of the walls and everything and start attacking all the stormtroopers and vader and then vader's like protect the prisoner because he he needs you yeah and uh the stormtroopers get ripped apart but you you take the lightsaber naturally off of your waist to defend yourself and you have to fight these big droids now and it's kind of cool because like when i was fighting these droids i just wanted to like watch vader (laughs) take out these droids but yeah like what like did you like yeah i mean it was i think after a certain point like it was just kind of like easy mode because like you you like i realized how like aggressive i could be kind of and so like any time like you know they weren't like uh, like bringing down a strike on me, I would like go for it and just like hack away at them, right? Yeah. And so I would try to like watch Vader, but then more and more would appear and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of like, huh? All right, here's another one. Whew, okay, yeah, here's have to another. Take down about like four or five of them, right? So. Oh, a whole bunch of the. I, I probably, I feel like I took down more than that. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, but. But the yeah. whole time, it's like, okay, it's cool that I'm fighting these droids right now, but I kind of just want to see Vader, like, take them all exactly. out right first I was person, like, yo. every time I was done killing them, I was kind of like, okay, can I, like, I'm trying to watch for more, but then I'm like, I want to watch Vader, like, murder yeah. these things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which eventually at the end of the thing, he force grabs your lightsaber <laughs> yeah, out, out of your hand like, and nailed, takes like, and hacks um, these droids apart with, his gr- with this your green lightsaber and his red lightsaber. And does he give it back? I forget. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't give it back. Okay, but at the very end, all the lights kind of shut off, and then he activates his red one to light the environment, and he walks right up to you with his blade, like, shining in your face. Yeah. And kind of, he has a few last words, saying that you basically handled yourself well, and uh, he insinuates that he's going to teach you the ways of the Force. Yeah. And then he walks away, and the game ends, and you see the, the end credits and everything. Yeah. And, uh... From what we know, episode two is supposed to focus on force powers, 
And oh, that's yeah, really so that's cool. gonna be cool. So so the first episode yeah. was really based on lightsaber combat, and then the second episode is gonna be based on force powers. And there's another mode, another mode for the first episode where you can just play with the training droids and have like endless waves of more oh, difficult cool. challenges. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. You can unlock new lightsaber color blades and different mm-hmm. like the legacy hilts, like Anakin's hilt or or Vader's or whatever. Like you can unlock different hilts in the game. So that's, that's awesome. kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of like that cuz it's not like cuz I remember like I probably one of my f- favorite like more recent-ish uh, Star Wars games is uh Star Wars like Force Unleashed, but and and that game was like both those games were really fun and cool or whatever, but it throws you into the like the force aspect of it like right away like not that it was hard or anything like that but it's just kind of it almost like unbelievable like how powerful you are in the force and stuff like that yeah. and like how quickly you get to the, that point whereas like with this it's definitely cementing in that like yeah okay you might have just figured out how to pick up a lightsaber and like you know deflect a few shots or like sword attacks and stuff like that but you're still like not even close to the level of like power that vader is right whereas in like yeah. force awakens like it it's the opposite it, like, yeah because you pushes at some that point boundary. in the force awakens you kind of rip vader to shreds exactly time, right? and so it's like it, which is kind of like really like okay but in this it's kind of like okay yeah i believe that like vader's yeah substantially more powerful than me which is which is good because this entire game is canon yeah so this entire vr experience is completely built into canon um as as secrets of the empire as well so uh yeah very very cool that you get to not only be a part of like star wars canon in vr but um you know you get this really realistic feeling that you know you don't know anything about the force and you've never held a lightsaber exactly now you're being forced into this like situation of having to learn and use these these tools so yeah for yeah, sure super cool but there so was good. uh there was some news from like d23 um at the disney convention this year okay. by ben snow i guess he's a the guy in charge of the project yeah it's, a, it's in the credits he was like the director or producer yeah, or something like that exactly yeah so he revealed an image of darth vader lifting rocks like debris almost okay uh, yeah. and it's like a still from the second episode yeah and he had this to say about it. he says the first image is really part of the training the way we thought about this was we wanted to give you the vader equivalent of yoda teaching luke about the force in empire strikes back so we want it to be slightly darker and more twisted he talks about the power of the dark side as well as the things you can do with the force so in this moment that the concept art reveals you see him starting to manipulate objects and he's starting to show you how you can use the force to create something but then, of course, Vader takes it in his own direction, Snow said. It's not clear yet how the Force mechanics will work from a VR gameplay standpoint, but Snow said that the team is focused on honing in the, on the feel. Uh, he says that is something we're really uh, working hard on. Uh, Snow says uh, to make it feel as good as we can. Our goal is to make the Force in Episode 2 as satisfying as the lightsaber felt in Episode 1. So, awesome yeah so i thought that was kind of cool that is pretty cool yeah i like that i'm excited yeah yeah that's good so anyway two two things like about this experience though because we saw vader's castle in rogue one that was like our first kind of glimpse into this place yeah uh what do you think the chances are that we'll see more parts of the castle from rogue one in vader immortal 
And how, how like how do you feel about that? Like if you were yeah, to- I'm excited because when you're teased that in Rogue One, like that's like a super cool sequence. Like I mean, like obviously, like you know, in in that movie, like that's the <laughs> one first of the best time. parts of the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you know, it's awesome. You get to meet Vader and stuff like that. But then at the same time, you know, you're shown this like beautiful like castle in this like fiery like fiery wasteland but then we have no like like perception or context of like what why that's even there or like what the per like like oh like suddenly vayner like just got really like vain and felt like he needed to build a big ars castle on this where you know where he was like you were saying where he was first born or whatever uh but now we have the chance to learn like that there's so much more to that um, and I think for sure we'll, we'll like we'll have to see uh, more of that uh, his castle probably at some point. I mean, may- maybe not so much from the outside, but for sure from the inside. Because remember, our ship is still still parked way up there in that hangar. Like yeah. they haven't destroyed it as far as we know. So yeah, yeah exactly. So um, the back to tank scene in Rogue One when he's like talking to uh, that hooded figure it's almost like a butler of his or whatever yeah um do you think uh do you think it would be cool for them to have that back to tank room in the the game at some point just to like i think so yeah, yeah. i mean like why not right like yeah, exactly, it's just yeah. a cool like because we you know like they haven't i would i don't think they've really like introduced us anywhere inside the castle that's like familiar to us yeah. everything's been new like i don't even remember really like the the hangar because they didn't they didn't really like no, didn't take really you inside the, yeah. like they just kind of like glancingly maybe show you from the outside so i think like making it like just adding in that those little tidbits of like uh nostalgia or like throwbacks to the mm-hmm. like the the later f- film and stuff like that uh or because well, i guess you know rogue one takes place later on but it'd still be cool to, to see that stuff yeah yeah, like the the only reason why I ask is like some people uh, they don't like to have the rep, the repeat content, but I mean personally I love like when they add connective tissue like from yeah exactly one thing to another. I mean they haven't even like so far in this game they hadn't. I mean we've been talking about like all these like throwbacks we've been experiencing and stuff like that throughout this like different like scenes or sequences that were like oh this reminds me of like you know episode four or Revenge of the Sith and stuff like that and it's not even the exact same thing but we're still like so pumped about it and so to be able to like experience that same thing since we we already are in that same place like i think i see no reason why not like i'd like that that'd be fun that'd be so cool because then you because again like you're not like we wouldn't be watching someone else experience it we would be able to experience it and like look around for ourselves and stuff like that and like you know take our own interest in the environment yeah or whatever so that'd be so cool well thank you so much again reed for joining us on the show and talking all about star wars vader immortal if you don't own the game i highly recommend getting it if you have access to a vr headset it's a fantastic experience you won't regret it 
that's all about the time we have for today now, so uh, I'm going to be signing off here. Our Twitter handle is SWEscapePodcast, and we're available on just about every platform that you can find a podcast on. So whether you're on Apple Podcasts, all the way up to Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, uh, be sure to check us out on any platform. If there is not a platform that you can find us on, please email us at theescapepod at outlook.com. That's our email address. So uh, shoot us an email there. Any questions or topics that you might want us to cover on the show, feel free to do so. So thanks again for tuning in. You're listening to Star Wars Escape Pod. My name is Josh, and may the Force be with you.